I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You Podcast, where you'll learn how to operate from a place of confidence and make better choices with men. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Hey, my name is Evan Mark Katz. Thanks for joining the Love You podcast. I am a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. And today we are going to be talking about feelings. Really? We're going to be talking about feelings. Very specifically, how feelings determine what men do on first dates. And I don't think that's a topic that's normally talked about. So before we get into that, I just want to do a little bit of light housekeeping and remind you that the Love You podcast is an ad-free zone. We are supported by your efforts. So what that means is if you like this podcast, tell a friend. And if you really like this podcast, click on the button on your app on Spotify, on Apple, and leave us a review so other people can know about the value of Love You. And finally, for people who listen to the Love You podcast and say, hmm, guy seems to know what he's talking about. Maybe I should talk to him about why I struggle so much in relationships. You can do that. Uh, that's my actual day job. And you can go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash apply uh, to learn more about Love You, How to Fix Your Broken Man Picker. In the meantime, let's get back to our feelings. So men are notorious for their lack of connection to their feelings. If you were to say, which sex is in better touch with its feelings, which sex has a higher EQ, you would not be wrong to say that the answer is indeed women. I concur. Anyone who disagrees, uh, you're certainly entitled to disagree. I do believe that there are biological differences between men and women, and this is one of them. I can't explain why, but in general, women tend to be the emotional caretakers in their relationships. And even though there are sensitive guys out there, you'll find more and more men are less in tune with their emotions, Don't uh, are less likely to process them, talk about them, go to therapy, seek out self-help, get on anti-anxiety and anti-depression medications, have a large group of friends. These are all things that we see out in nature. So I don't think it's terribly controversial. The surprising part of that is that as coach for women, you would be shocked as to how many women are completely out of touch with their own feelings. Put differently, not out of touch with their own feelings, not confident enough in themselves to listen to their own feelings. That is an important distinction. So what do I mean by that? It means when I talk to a woman who is 55 and has been divorced for three years, and I ask her about her marriage, which lasted for 25 years, and I say, at what point in your relationship did you realize that your husband was selfish, narcissistic, difficult, insensitive to your needs? When did you know something was wrong? She'll usually say something like, I don't know, six months into the relationship. And here she is 30 years later. That's what I mean about not listening to your feelings. You have the feeling something's wrong here and you normalize it and you justify it and you rationalize and you stay in a relationship where you're not happy or you feel small and unseen and you treat that as if that's okay. That is why I have a job after 20 years and it makes me really sad, but it happens to be true. Women, for some reason, put up with enormous amounts of crap from men uh, and ignore their own deep-seated feelings. So 
I think people have issues with feelings. They're just sort of slightly different issues. Flip this thing around again. Did you know that men actually are feeling creatures too? We're not robots. We're not simply seeking sex. We're not all the worst things that you could say about men have a, some partial basis in truth, but they're too narrow. They, they don't really encapsulate the totality of what it's like to be a man. So years ago, one of the more popular videos I ever made on uh, YouTube, where I'm not particularly popular, uh, was called Men Are About Feelings, Not About Looks. And I stand by that. I'm just going to say the same thing differently today. Men care about looks in as much as if he's not attracted to you, it's not going to go anywhere, but that's not really different. If you're not attracted to a guy, it's not going anywhere either. So to say men are all about looks doesn't mean very much. Look around. Is every married woman really attractive or more attractive than you? No. So clearly men are all about looks is not all there is to men. So we can't keep on saying that. Men are all about looks and youth and beauty. Yeah, that's what will get someone's attention and get you in the door. But any guy who's ever been divorced will tell you that he was attracted to his wife. Right, that's not a secret. The reason that they got that he left her hypothetically is not because of attraction, right? It's because of something else, probably how he felt in her presence. And so let's talk about that for a second, because this came up to me in a conversation with a client recently. She will remain nameless. And yet she identified something that was really common that I just don't hear talked about very much. And that's that women can go on first dates and not get second dates and have no idea why, which again, doesn't make it any different than men. Usually we know why men don't get second dates. They are angry and they yell at the waiter. They are cheap and they don't reach for the check. They talk over you. They are mansplainers who are dismissive of their opinion. They haven't asked you any questions to get to know you. They said things that are really painful and awkward. They engage in very aggressive sex talk. These are all reasons that men don't get second dates. There's plenty more. Now, most women I know haven't even bothered to think about why they wouldn't get second dates. So I've got a client who comes to me. I don't understand why I'm not getting second dates. And her theory, it was the most common theory. It was off. You know, maybe I'm too old. Maybe I need a new hairstyle. Maybe it was all this stuff that doesn't square with reality as to why men don't ask women out a second time. So I'm going to share with you what I shared with her that day. And that is that all that men care about on the date is how you make them feel. So if you hypothetically go into dates, it's really common with, I'm going to try to figure out what's wrong with this guy. And I got an hour and a half to myself. I could be at home watching Netflix. I could be out with a girlfriend. I could be curling up with a book and a cat, but I'm going on a date that I kind of don't want to be on. So in this hour and a half, I'm going to try to figure out what this guy's deal is. Is he financially solvent? Is he intimidated by high achieving women? Does he vote the right way? Is he part of the patriarchal mansplainer society of America? Can I imagine myself kissing this guy in the future? What Does he have an ex? Is he in touch with his ex? Is he dating other people? Is he looking for marriage? Does he want to have kids? Oof. Imagine going onto a date with all this in your head. Stop. You don't have to imagine. It's probably what you're doing. It's the way most people date. In Love You, we talk about it like trying to read the last page of the book without reading the book. 
You're entitled to try to read the last page of the book and see where it ends and figure out what your future holds after an hour and a half with someone. The problem is it's not very effective and he, the guy across from you, is not going to have very much fun. So how do you make sure the guy across from you on that first date has a good time? It's largely to give him what he wants, what men want in general, to be accepted, appreciated, and admired. All right, and that's in a long-term relationship that's also out for a night. Now, that does not mean you have to lie or lay it on thick or pretend to be someone that you're not. But if he has nice eyes, tell him he has nice eyes. If he chose a great restaurant, compliment him on choosing this restaurant. If he tells a funny story, acknowledge that he told a funny story. If he's flirting with you and making you feel attractive, give him some of that energy back so that he knows his desires are reciprocated. Right. Too many women go out with men and they don't give the men anything. Right? They're sitting there, and not literally like this with their arms crossed, but it's basically like, I'm here to figure out what's wrong with you and how you're going to hurt me and where this relationship is going to go. There's no fun in it because there's so much pressure that you're putting on yourself. So if you shift your goal on a first date from what's this guy's deal, how is he going to hurt me or disappoint me, are we compatible, to how can I make sure this guy has so much fun tonight, feels so good about himself in my presence that he's definitely going to ask me out again. Because that's your only job is to get asked out again so you can decide whether you go out with him again. There's a lot of power in that. It's like interviewing for a company and getting a dozen job offers. Imagine getting asked out by 90% of men. Right? And you might only want to say yes to 25% of them. That's fine. But you could leave everybody in a better place by making them feel special. The way you try to make clients feel special, people you work with, you treat them like a priority, you look them in the eye, you value them, you feign interest in what they're talking about. Why? Because it's effective. And this is a Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Very basic people advice. If you show a guy that you think he's interesting and attractive, he's going to feel great about himself and say, I would love to do this again. If you make him feel like a potential criminal and you're interviewing for the part of future husband and father, probably not going to go as well as you want to, despite your best intentions. So I shared this with my client and her eyes just popped out of her head, not literally, because this is not the way she goes about dating. This is the way very few people go about dating. When you've been hurt, you try to protect yourself. The problem is that's the wrong mechanism when it comes to dating. You either want to be more open. You want to be more vulnerable. You want to be more authentic. You want to be more enthusiastic. Imagine that Every guy you meet, even the super cute ones, feels like a million bucks around you. You're going to have all the power in the world to get second dates, third dates, get guys to commit to you. And now you could come from a place of confidence and abundance. You, you never have to put some guy up on a pedestal thinking he's, he's too good for you and that you can't get him. You are the benevolent CEO of your love life. My name is Evan Marcatz. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button, ring the bell, and choose all to get notified when new content comes out. If you're on Apple or Spotify, please leave a written review, which helps to amplify this podcast to other high-achieving women who are ready for love. And if you want a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood, go to www.evanmarkatz.com forward slash apply and watch my free video about how you could fix your broken man picker. When you're done, apply to Love You to join other women in the coaching community where you'll gain confidence, raise your standards for what you expect from men, 
and get the relationship you deserve. I'll see you there.